We're not sure if Thomas Jefferson would listen to WCHV. We're pretty sure he'd call into Joe Thomas in the morning a lot. Who's this? Seville 1075 and 1260. Joe Thomas in the morning. Thank you for letting us be of service to you on this Friday morning. Commonwealth of Virginia is such an important place. Charlottesville, I think, preeminent amongst all the others. But, man. I woke up this morning. You think about all the important things that have come from the Commonwealth of Virginia. And I found out that Michael Barone, and, and by the way, the answer to the trivia question, what two people were on the radio in Charlottesville on Friday that were also on Washington Journal on Monday? The answer to the trivia question is Michael Barone and Joe Thomas. And he joins us uh, now, uh, columnist, author. He's got a book uh, regarding geography and the uh, the founding fathers and 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 how they relate there. Michael, how are you doing, sir? Well, I'm doing very well, and um, I'm just here to talk about my book, Mental Maps of the Founders. So, so talk about and, and the the premise, I, as I see it, is that you, the the worldview of these geniuses that that did something no one in human history ever could do before, which has come up with a free society that was sustainable uh, past 50, 100 years max before it collapsed. And hopefully we can pull it out of its nose dive right now. Um, you know, how does the geography of where these guys grew up, like Charlottesville, play such a key role in it? Well, it, you know, one of the things that... Uh becomes clear when you read about the founding fathers and think about it uh, as I've done over the years is they didn't have a clear vision of, of geography that we now know uh, they had a limited number of maps and uh, they knew pretty well where Chesapeake Bay was and the various rivers that flowed off of it but once they got beyond the Blue Ridge it wasn't too clear mm-hmm. um, what it was I mean one of the maps that uh, George Washington used was a map drawn in 1751 uh, by two surveyors that went over the Blue Ridge uh, and uh, named Joshua Fry and Peter Jefferson Peter Jefferson was the father of mm-hmm. Thomas Jefferson and uh, that map is pretty accurate up to the Blue Ridge. And beyond that, it's, um, you might say, it's, uh, it's subject to speculation. Thomas mm-hmm. Jefferson, in his one, his one book that he wrote, Notes on Virginia, in the 1780s, uh, featured an updated version of his father's map. Um, but he noted that, and he noted with uh, some pride that the map shows parallel ridges of the various Appalachian mountains from mm-hmm. Blue Ridge that, and so forth, uh, going um, from the northeast to the southwest. Um, but it wasn't uh, an entirely accurate map. And they didn't really have a context, a clear vision uh, of what the new nation that they were seeking to create in the revolution and that they were trading through the Articles of Confederation and the Constitutional Convention, um, what that nation would consist of. Uh, so uh, my friend Luke Cannon, the great uh, Washington reporter, Reagan biographer, once told me, he said, if you really want to learn uh, something about a subject, write a book about it. So I thought I'd write a book about the map, mental maps of the founders, what their geographic orientation was. And you get a certain number of anomalies there. Thomas Jefferson, whom everyone in Charlottesville knows and mm-hmm. knows about, um, 
was fascinated by the West. In Notes on Virginia, he writes about uh, uh, not only about uh, what's go- Virginia that goes up, as it then claimed to be, to the Mississippi River, the mm-hmm. western boundary of the United States, as it was in the 1780s. Um, he talks about the Missouri River Valley, the Rocky Mountains. He tells you how many miles it is from Santa Fe to Mexico City. Gets it pretty close to right, too. Um, but he's he's got a vision there. Uh, at the same time, that book doesn't contain almost anything about the Atlantic Ocean and nothing about the northeastern states, mm-hmm. the, the New England, that were uh, Thomas Jefferson's political enemies. So yeah. his geographic orientation tells you something about the nation that he sought to create and to govern. Well, and and talk about and to me, Lewis and Clark, close also being from Charlottesville, um, you know, are such an important part of this because as president, he said, "Well, we need to kind of go see what we just bought from France here," and and that expedition really changed a lot of people's worldview of what was out there, didn't it? Well, it did, and uh, you know, Jefferson was fascinated by things like uh, botany, like getting new plant. Uh, samples from uh, Lewis and Clark, uh, getting samples of the, um, uh, you know, the, the different kinds of trees, different kinds of animals. He resented the French author Buffon's statement that North American animals were small and inferior compared to the animals of <laughs> Europe. Uh, he sought out evidence for this. And if you go to Monticello up there in the front room that they take you in, mm-hmm. the entrance hall, there are Indian artifacts that were brought back by Lewis and Clark and which Thomas Jefferson wanted to exhibit. Um, one of the fascinating things about Jefferson is he didn't go there himself. Right. At the one hand, he sends Lewis and Clark west up the uh, through the Louisiana Purchase, whose boundaries were by no means clear um, mm-hmm. at the time of the Purchase. Um, and, and he sends them even farther west to the Pacific Ocean, staking uh, yeah. a claim and having an idea that well, this was Oregon, to yeah. be a continental nation going from Atlantic to Pacific. Um, but he doesn't go there himself. Jefferson very rarely went uh, west of the Blue Ridge, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, you can see on a clear day in Charlottesville. Sure. Mike, um, uh, we only have about a minute left before the news. I want to ask about Washington, uh, his role as not just a general, as a, a soldier in the British Army and the frontier battles he fought, but also as a, a, a cartographer himself, surveyor. Um, what about his role in that? Well, he's a man that went north by northwest, up the Potomac River and the, through the Yogi Ogeny, uh, sent by the House of Burgesses to warn the French not to go to the forks of the Ohio, where Pittsburgh is now uh, stated near the Three Rivers Stadium, as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes there. Among other things he spots, he says they have some very good coal around here in what becomes <laughs> southwest Pennsylvania. He's foreseeing the Industrial Revolution sure. uh, that within a 100 years of uh, less than a 100 years from his death uh, springs up with Pittsburgh being one of its centers. So Washington has a vision of the future that looks to the northwest, mm-hmm. uh, to territory that was uh, declared free from slavery in 1787. Uh, that's the kind of America that he wants to mm-hmm. see in the future. Uh, it's a fascinating thing. Best place to pick up the books, My- Michael Barone on with us. Uh, the uh, where, do, where should people go to get it? 
Well, you can get it at EncounterBooks.com. You can get it at Amazon and uh, Barnes & Noble and at your friendly local bookstore, which I encourage you to patronize. Michael Barone, thank you so much. Uh, it was a pleasure to be on Washington Journal earlier this week following you up and uh, and now uh, having you on the program ourselves here. And uh, thank you so much, and have a wonderful uh, beginning of the new year. Okie doke. Well, happy new year to you, and thanks for having me on your program. Mostly sunny skies today with highs in the upper 40s. 24 degrees outside of the automated office system studios at 730.